it'll, it'll light a fire under your ass, and give you diarrhea for a couple of days. And go. Welcome everybody to uh, the latest edition of the No Instructions Needed podcast. Uh, Dean coming at you. No repo men in the apartment tonight, so you'll have my full attention. Uh, chaps, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, I got a big, big surprise for you, man. Uh, maybe the biggest surprise. Not right now. Maybe in like, once we're done doing introductions here, you are going to be a very, very happy, happy man. No guesses yet. What is up, Mr. Big O? Listen, I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be with you fellas. Uh, you know, big things happening for for the podcast. So, uh, without further ado, chaps, let's right, just I'll be, I'll uh, be right back, give them the surprise. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be right back. Well, uh, the suspense is killing me here. Oh, <laughs> hello, <laughs> seven six. Wow, what's going on? How happy are you right now to see this person? Oh, well, I'm kind of confused, but I'm very happy. I haven't seen his face on a webcam in a few weeks. And uh, the fact that you guys are hanging out together makes me all the happier. You know, everyone needs friends during these times. And everyone needs Bud Light seltzers, apparently, (laughs) which is not true. Well, what happened here is our boy, our frequent caller, is we should probably be having some of these terrible seltzers, to be honest, and have, having a little campfire in the back, and then, uh, you know, maybe getting a little tipsy and, and seeing how the night goes. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have a podcast to record at 7 p.m. on Friday, so you're going to have to come at 8. And then I didn't realize that everyone would be late. So now he's here, and we're going to crush some beers, and uh, he's going he's gonna to watch. He might comment every now and then. And we're gonna we're gonna have a good old time there, Mr. Jo. Yeah, this I'm, right, I'm excited. Both go on camera because it's kind of weird just looking at seven six, but listening to <laughs> Chaps talk. We, we can't. Yeah, Chaps on his knees already, buddy. Let's not even start. Oh boy. So what are we? How many of them seltzers have you had? <laughs> I've had a couple. Um, so how's everyone's week been? What are we going to talk about this week? I got really no idea where, where we're going this week. Actually, first thing first, we have to break down the white songs, okay? Because we got <laughs> reviews out the yin-yang when we dropped this uh, this last episode. And the one thing that I had about 16 different people text me about, they're like, yeah, I really, really liked the episode, but um, you guys forgot Sweet Home Alabama as the whitest song of all time. <laughs> It's like, Ooh, yeah, facts, facts. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, pr- that's pretty good right there. There's got to be other ones that you guys probably forgot. I really thought uh, Cotton Eye Joe would be on that list. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's we're a- just going like deep south now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going, we're trending a little different from the mood I set with the campfire and the beers and, and the white guy with the, with the guitar <laughs> playing. I mean, I felt like I set the mood pretty good. Now we're getting into like some pre-Civil War type of <laughs> tracks that, are, that might not play very well today. We're getting into the, you know, down here crew and uh, <laughs> and everything. No, I think uh, I think that, you know, Sweet Home Alabama would still have to be on that list. Maybe not Cotton Eye Joe. It's his first time recording, so he'll get <laughs> used to it. Uh, 
you know, the Mr. Brightside to me is still the number one whitest song of all time. I just think that it is. I've listened to it three times today. I'm not gonna lie, while I was doing work today. So it is. The- and every time it got to going, every every single time I was doing the estimates, it worked every single time. Well, I, I believe that Julian's. You know, if you if you go to the movie Role Models, where Paul Rudd's like, "I hate camping." There's always a guy with an acoustic guitar that doesn't quite know how to play, and it's that one guy. Hey, do you know any wings? Yeah, that's that's what he's talking about. The one guy that knows one song on his busted up acoustic guitar who just breaks it to try to get maybe uh, a little smoochy smoochy and impress the ladies, and it it doesn't work because you suck. But at the end of the day, that's the only track they know. That's what Julian was referring to. And then in terms, I think we switched over that to what gets the people going. And that was Mr. Brightside. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mr. Brightside, classic. But if we're going to go down the road that Chaps so eloquently put us down, what about <laughs> Deliverance by Bubba Sparks? It's a pretty white track. Or Uncle Uncle any song by Uncle Cracker, sheerly because of his name. Uncle <laughs> Oh. Follow me, that Uncle Cracker, that, that, Kid that, is, that guy? is the one and only uh, Uncle Cracker. Yeah, all us crackers love it. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, man. even in the deep south, though, like I, I lived in Arkansas for for a year or whatever it was. You know, chicken fried still, I think, almost takes the cake. Other Sweet Home Alabama is probably the overall like legacy wise that is the whitest song for country but chicken fried man every time that song came on when i was at the electric cowboy bar in little rock arkansas i can tell you one thing them cowboy boots got on that dance floor pretty quick <laughs> chaps' spurs started a, a clanking but uh now that we talk about you know reception to the podcast uh you know i'm pretty in the dark with a lot of this stuff and Chaps brought to my attention today that we have been, you know, getting some very, very generous reviews and very nice words said to us. There is one person that kind of altered. There was the outlier there that really lowered the score. So whoever that is, let's talk. Let's (laughs) tell us what we can do to improve. To everyone that said nice words about us, thank you. We are trying to uh, be an entertaining podcast. We're a couple of dudes just talk about random ish because as of right now i don't have any idea where we're going with this next so thank you and uh we'll find something so keep on a listening in the words of the great richard sherman you mad bro like what what did we do to you in order to get such <laughs> or, an awful or review woman. or woman <laughs> yes or or i mean the, the quote was you mad bro i mean listen <laughs> can't change that to be gender equal in this one but you get the drift Listen, hurt feelings, I get it. You know, don't cry over spilled milk. That's just one of the great quotes out there. We're doing our thing. You know, we're, we're staying in our lane. We're developing our brand of podcast with some great followers. And to just backtrack one more time, Carrie Underwood, Before He Cheats, oh, tell me a better song to sing yeah, to. That is a good one, yeah. yeah that, I, I tried to deem natural song. transition, but I guess it didn't work. <laughs> I want to also thank They you. never do. I want to thank everyone, too, that gave us those nice reviews and uh listen we're at 4.7 out of five stars but still not good enough if you're listening to this please go to our instagram page at no instructions needed podcast find us on twitter at no ins knee podcast on twitter find us on facebook facebook.com backslash no instructions needed podcast 
Also, subscribe to our podcast and then unsubscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Unsubscribe again and then keep doing that over and over again to get the ratings higher and higher and higher. Leave us a nice review. That would be absolutely amazing. Make 13 different accounts and five-star <laughs> rate all of them. Exactly. And to the person that didn't like it, listen, it's not your forte I get, but you still fucking listened. So, <laughs> guys, I got some news for you. I decided to watch your Falcon and Green Air, or what's it called? The Falcon and the Soldier, uh, Winter You're Soldier. Saying it incorrectly. I am not saying purpose. it. I am not. I <laughs> that, that's God. on purpose. This is this is not a good God. start. Uh, what, yeah. what is it? Is it's a Winter Soldier and, and Falcon, or Falcon and Winter Soldier? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, I, I think you should it. let Julian and I take it from here. You should, because I watched the first episode. <laughs> and I thought it was like uh, I like the new cap. That's all I'll say. Oh. That is He's the worst. The, that, that is the worst take ever. That's like saying you liked Joss Whedon's Justice League cut over Dan, uh, over Zack Snyder's. Just Easy terrible. No, Easy now. I'm like the fucking DC savant over here. So let's not, let's not get twisted. Seven six is distracting me. He looks like a cardboard cutout in the back. He's not moving. He's like, he's not moving at all. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Get him, I get thought him you might have slipped on something in, in a seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Dean, completely, completely cutting out chaps of, of, of this next segment of podcasting. Um, you know, we've, we're five episodes deep. I don't know if you've seen the latest episode, but what are your thoughts, you know, coming off of WandaVision and what we saw there with the, with a little bit different style of, of television show to what we get now with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What are your initial thoughts of what we've seen so far? Uh, so far I'm digging it. It's kind of back to like the classic Marvel tempo and style and kind of action. They fight on a moving, you know, semi truck and on the (laughs) container thing there. Uh, you know, there are some kind of turns and I hear some stuff's coming. So I haven't watched episode five yet. Let me uh, say that first and foremost, but, uh, you know, you're kind of seeing the transformation of, uh, the new Captain America from like all American guy to, insecure wiener uh and you know that the kind of back and forth between bucky and and falcon is entertaining as well and you're seeing some kind of old characters back into the mix with zemo and uh sharon carter so yeah man i like it i I like the bit of the longer episodes even though there aren't as many and but yeah there's something legitimate happens every episode and it kind of keeps you wanting more so uh yeah power broker who is it I don't know if he has to find on episode five or not. Uh, you know, what's happening with Zemo? Is he going to double cross him? Captain America, is he going to go completely off the effing hill? Who knows? But it's a good show, good tempo, good pace, funny, high paced action everywhere. Just kind of the Marvel kind of foundation below it, kind of the framework of a Marvel movie in a TV show. So a lot different from WandaVision, a lot more than what I'm used to. So, all in all, great success. Yeah, I mean, to this point, I, there are six episodes, I think, to get longer with each one. Just finished episode five. I don't talk about it because I know you haven't seen it. But it definitely has the feel of them making like a five-hour, five-and-a-half-hour movie and then chunking it up into like different chapters. I've been a big fan so far of Zemo. He's been my favorite character as as we've sort of progressed through the first couple of episodes. Um, love the introduction of Wakanda because again, plays such a strong past into into what happened with Bucky just prior to uh, to Infinity War. So I'm, I'm digging what's going on. I think Marvel is 
doing something completely different with every TV show that they're doing. Loki is going to be a little bit different as well. It's going to have a different vibe to it. So I'm digging what Disney is doing right now with their Marvel content. Excited to see how it sets up uh, Black Widow coming out uh, in uh, in July. And Marvel, Marvel for the first time in the last little bit has been on the back burner after Zack Snyder basically broke the internet with his Snyder cut. Um, but again, unless they can capitalize on it, it's going to be all for naught in the battle of the two uh, comics. Uh, Marvel, again, has sort of been the steady... You can count on them to do what they're going to do and to develop and to make tons of money. And WB with their DC stuff has been all over the place. So oh, it's, shit. Uh, I mean, it's straight shit. I mean, like they have no plan or anything like that. Like Marvel does a way better job with it. But for the first time in a long time, it does feel like Marvel's a little lost at sea right now. And they don't know which way to go. They're kind of reminding me a little bit of, of how uh, Warner Brothers and DC was but the, the the thing about marvel eh, i'm gonna puke a little bit but the thing about marvel is Ew. that you know that they're going to be good the movies are going to be quality even if they're not like a hundred percent like uh not believable but not believable like within their own little realm or whatever like they don't quite make sense you know the movies are still gonna be good and yes i joke around a little bit the falcon and, and or soldier the the show that they're talking about right now um <laughs> uh I, listen i'm not stupid i realize it's good like i realize it's a quality quality and stuff like that it's just not my forte but it's gonna kill it's gonna do great and uh but for the first time in a long time marvel marvel's lost and it's gonna be interesting to see where they go next you have to remember right marvel spent 20 to 22 movies building for what Endgame was going to be right like from the very beginning they sort of teased that this Thanos character was going to be the one to take on Marvel or the Avengers and essentially defeats them in the in infinity war causes them to regroup. And now we don't really have anything that sets up the future. They basically branched into different areas that Marvel is going to explore. And now I think, you know, you have to give them three, four movies to sort of set up what is coming up uh, next. And right now you're right. DC has the momentum can they continue with the batman can they continue with with some of the projects that are supposed to be coming out if they don't then all of this again is for not we got an amazing snyder cut video a movie but that's probably going to be the legacy outside of like the dark knight series that we saw with uh with christian bale so um it's up for grabs for the first time in quite some time everybody's sort of on an even playing field we'll see who decides they want to uh Take the reins. Oh man, Roman, move forward. Roman. Right. <laughs> well, we have to. We have to keep in mind that not every Marvel movie is good, too. Like there Let's was lots of like, tomatoes. Then tell them to, to learn that. Somebody <laughs> okay, Captain America, the first one wasn't good. Thor, the first two weren't good. Both they they good. saved that franchise with Ragnarok because that movie was badass. But like yep. they all had a purpose. At the end of the day, if they might have not been great, but they all served a purpose. So, you know, people forget that, like, Captain America, the first soldier, our first Avenger, like, that wasn't very good. Thor wasn't, Thor 2 was not good at all. Like, but but even when you're saying, they're not all bangers. Even when you're saying that the reviews for these movies are still good. Like, they're not. Yes, they are. They're all in the sick. Run Tomatoes is either the best movie ever or shitty. That's, that's a, bullshit site and i know it's your I, I, it's a bad site <laughs> listen i'm the one that introduced you to it um and yeah and i didn't use it 
Yeah, you shouldn't because it ruins everything. It's the worst. If we want to have a real beef, that's who I'll beef with is Rotten Tomatoes, the fucking hypocrites. Well, they just changed, right? Like Rotten Tomatoes just sort of, sort of changed like their style with how they're going to rank movies now. Not everyone can leave a review. Now it's left to a select few people. So yeah. you're not going to get all the bandwagon people on there to just like pump the shit out of their movie. You're going to have accredited people who are actually going to give a solid opinion about it. So again, it's going to lend a little bit of credibility back to Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but to be fair, honestly, how many people actually look at the review of a movie now before they decide to go see it? Because I'll be honest, I I haven't in like 15 years looked at someone's review and determined whether or not I was going to go see a movie. I either was Gap based says. on if I was interested or, you know, I might ask seven, six, you know, what should I what should I be checking out? I do have a question for him if he wants to step up to the mic. Yeah, he'll, he'll come up to the plate here. He has to get closer to the mic, though. He's going okay, to okay. answer anything. He's coming up with He's waddling over here right now. Okay, so so my question for 7-6, you know, what is your favorite TV movie? Anything that has to do with school? What is your favorite movie? Do you have, like, a favorite character? I mean, we can go back as far as, like, you know, Breakfast Club or Ferris Principal Belding. Bad, bad teacher like whatever you want to go who is your like favorite character from your favorite tv style movie uh you, you hit them both breakfast club and ferris bueller are the are the two for sure and then like ferris bueller's a, an amazing character but like uh uh it, i'm drawing a blank but his buddy that wears like the gordy howe jersey uh he, yeah, yeah the guy whose dad owns the ferrari yeah yeah that's he's great <laughs> what about Dean, Zach what morris <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, if well, I don't, is I it like the whole, well guy. I don't know. Are we talking like kids in a high school movie, like drama, or like they actually have to be in school a lot? Like the that is the central place of like the shoot is at school. Central because idea. Then, central idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Good question. Good question. <laughs> I probably have to go with my boy Zach Morris. <laughs> that's because it's the only one you can think of i think um <laughs> well i can't do like one tree hill where my boy chad mike's jacking up three balls at the school for the for the what the ravens like can i do that and got uh seasons four and five for a combined three dollars <laughs> that's a steal of a deal Absolute even steal. though it kind of gets shitty had around two it. and three now i got four and five. Oh man i haven't seen two and three actually i've seen one and then four five but yeah i'd probably go chad mike jacking up three balls at his prime, one tree high school, put on the board and coach old man. Whitey Durham. Whitey Durham. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm about as as brown as we can get on this podcast, but like my taste in television shows is as white as it gets. OTH, one of my favorite shows, Friday Night Lights, and of course my guy Zachary Morris. <laughs> Uh, over at Saved by the Bell, but I got I got to agree with you. Except I'm going Nathan Scott. Nathan Scott was like a true All American. He was getting the girls. He was you know stealing buses and crashing them, and you know he ends up you know getting paralyzed and comes back and decides to play in the in the uh, in the NBA. Also playing in uh, where you're gonna have to remind Slam Ball. I think trampoline it was ball. <laughs> yeah, slam ball. So I mean, listen, Nathan Scott, the All American, uh, complete douchebag at times, but hero at the end. Uh, that is my guy. Plus, yeah, shout out Whitey Durham, great old white dude. Uh, fun on, fact: how do, you, how do you watch season one? <laughs> miss like a lot of plot, and then it's like, hey, season four, we've graduated high school, and I'm in the. <laughs> 
Stephen Hawking ain't writing the scripts for this, okay? So it's like you can kind of infer what happens. It ain't you got a girlfriend. So, anyways, fun fact: Dan Scott played basketball for UBC University of British Columbia, right here in Dean's Vancouver. Uh, so yeah, good Canadian kid. Went to one, moved to North Carolina along the way. Had a couple sons. So I got as, really, or as the story says, told. I got a really funny story about One Tree Hill. So my wife and I, when we first like started hanging out, like we weren't, we were just hanging out. We were weren't da- dating, or we weren't making out or anything either. We were. Li- she was. Get, she was going to be my my French tutor. Uh, she came into my dorm room for the first time, and uh, and she's like, "Do you watch One Tree Hill?" And I, I liked I liked my wife a lot at that point. I'm like, yeah, I watch One Tree Hill every single week. And she's just like, okay, well, that's awesome. I'll come by next week and, and we could watch it together or we could talk about it or something. So we finished studying. She leaves the room. And, uh, and I go over to Dean's room. And I ask Dean, I'm like, I need you to crash course me on the first season of One Tree Hill because I've got no idea. I've never watched this show before in my life. Until the day my wife and me got married, she thought I watched every episode of One Tree Hill, and I had not watched like maybe three in my whole entire life. <laughs> you watch it when we were in the same room together, because all all the ladies on the university Aspen. basketball team would but come it wasn't over, that, and it was we would OC, all watch it together. The, the OC, the OC is mine. That's if I'm going like high school drama. The OC is mine. But uh, yeah, honestly, Dean, I couldn't. I couldn't. You guys are naming these characters. I know one played for the Bobcats. I think. In the NBA, yeah, Nathan uh, Scott. Nathan Scott. Yeah, so Nathan there Scott. you go. Yeah, the bro- was it the brother? The brother was uh, Chad Michael Murray. Is this correct? They were Luke, half, yeah, brothers. Yeah, half brothers. That's that's all I know. That, but if you want to talk OC, I'll talk to Marissa all day, buddy. You want to talk about Bad Boy Chino, Ryan Atwood? Oh, I'll talk about Ryan. Ryan Atwood. <laughs> I love but, but Ryan. Here's Chino is from the wrong side of the tracks. Here, here's Probably the gentrified as f right now. Sorry, here's go ahead. The thing with the with the OC and One Tree Hill is One Tree Hill's rewatchability is still really good. The OCs isn't no, great. No, I'm taking this fucking mic away. No, he's completely lying. I just rewatched the OC recently, so it is not true. It is more rewatchable than Dexter. Look at that. Oh, that is that is incorrect. The OC Taylor Townsend go was rewatch. Hard watch I was four. the biggest Dexter fanboy in the world. Go rewatch Dexter today. You're like, eh, like the sister, the one that ends up falling in love with them or whatever. She can't. She's act like her. this. Yeah, she's she like this. And they're Every time all she cries, suck. She like, like only- her eye goes red. The only good one is Michael C. Hall and everybody else on that show. I'm just like, oh my God, this is like very, very bad. But Dexter has one of the greatest like meme video lines of all time. And that is surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Stokes? Is that Stokes? Stokes. No, yeah. Sergeant Dokes. <laughs> oh, Dokes. Okay. Second fun fact of the day via Dean. Did you know that? The incomparable Chad Michael Murray was originally offered the role as Ryan of the OC, but he turned it down to go play Lucas Scott on One Tree Hill. Great idea. Great move. Longevity. Well, not just that. I mean, he's not not Chino. I mean, once the OC came out, I'd never seen so many white guys rock wife beaters to, like, school with leather jackets. I just, I couldn't believe it. And I lived in a fairly white area, but it was like when the OC came out, it was white beater central, leather jackets. Everyone thought that they were this tough guy. They like cut their hair and it was, it was an awful time. I will say, you know, the non-main ladies in both OTH and the OC were probably the best, you know, Sophia Bush, phenomenal voice, a little bit tough, but beauty on the screen. 
and then Rachel Bilson. Let's go. Can we talk about Rachel Bilson? Huge a fan. She was. Guilty as charged. Shell necklaces back then, you'd be a rich man. (laughs) (laughs) I was a big Benjamin McKenzie fan. The guy came up to be a Jim Gordon in the end. Let's face the facts here, though, too, guys. From these two shows, nobody made it. Like nobody made it into the big big time. Okay, what are they starring in right now? Rachel Bilson was the biggest. Was probably going to be the biggest, and then she did that terrible movie with Hayden Hayden Christensen. You can open that right on here. I'd like to get that. Yeah. Oh, Jumper was it? Jumper? Oh, Jumper. Yes, it's called Jumper. Jumper. Jumper was tight. Exactly. Um, Jumper. Yeah, Jumper wasn't bad, but that ruined her career. Like that movie tanked at the box office, tanked with critics, and the only one that made it out of that, I think Samuel Jackson was in it, possibly. Yep. Um, That's the only guy that made it out of that movie. Everyone else's career just. Like, well, let, let's let's be honest. Jumper didn't ruin Hayden Christensen's career. Those stupid Star Wars prequel movies is what did that guy in. Those things were complete dog shit. But Rachel Bilson ends up doing a lot a lot of stuff on TV. Chad Michael Murray ends up rocking out with uh, House of Wax after he finishes OTA. Exactly, exactly. I mean, these guys are starring in crappy movies. I'm not saying they're not rich and famous and have awesome lives. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they couldn't go sell the new. Uh, I don't know what, not NCIS, but the, the CICIS, Canadian CIS or whatever, like the, whatever 18th different fucking version they're on now. I'm not saying that Chad Michael Murray can't put on the old fucking flannel and go hunt down trees for the CCIS uh, on CTV, but I'm saying they're not going to go sell the movie theater. Not no more. They never became that top, top level actor. Benjamin Ken- McKenzie was close with, uh, I think it's called Jane got a gun. He took like, it, it had Oscar, like, uh, he was supposed to win an Oscar for it, and then the movie came out, and it was just god awful. <laughs> so, Gotham too, though. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's Chaps, Let me stop you right there. Olivia Wilde was on the OC. Okay, for that's thirteen yeah. episodes. Yeah. Cab Gigante was Volchek. He yeah. got pretty big. No, uh, the guy who played Michael Logan Marshall Green, the guy that looks exactly like Tom Hardy, was Ryan's brother. He made it pretty big. He was in Spider Man. Uh, they recasted and, him, uh, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. It's sick memory, Jules. So <laughs> you know, there's some there's some diamonds of the rough there. You know, I, I think Olivia Wilde's the only one though. I think, I think Chad Adam Brody was in Shazam. Yeah, exactly. The biggest actor that came out of this whole fucking thing was Peter Gallagher. Um, like like of uh, uh, both shows combined, and, and they never made it like overall. Yeah, Logan Green had a good run. He was in that Ridley Scott movie where it's like the pre Alien movie. Um, yeah, Lilia Wild to me is probably the biggest superstar that came out of there because she she's now like a acclaimed director. She's directed some phenomenal movies. Oh. Uh, she she is good. Oh, I think Dean found one. Chris Pratt was in the season two. Oh right, there it is. So it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, I knew Boo, Dean rules. No, you don't. There's one out of like eighty freaking actors. Wait, hold on a second. Was he the environmentalist guy that she yeah. goes? Yeah, to the like, roommate. Yeah. Oh man, the, great, our, great catch. The hippie. She had all the bunnies. That's right. That's right. When she had all the bunnies. Great catch. No, that uh, oh, and and Cheyenne Woodley was uh, her sister. Yeah, I'm on IMDb big. and I am just fucking. Yeah, but, but she's not that big either. Lawson, <laughs> you dog. Her biggest thing right now, like, she what has she done? She's had a couple failed franchises. You engage Aaron Rodgers. That's not a movie star though. She's more of a celebrity now. But she's in the news. She's she's in all the talks, and she was in, in uh, Insurgent or Divergent. They didn't even they filmed the third movie of that. They didn't even release it because it was so fucking bad. <laughs> this is true. 
This is very Dean very wins true. this round. <laughs> I'll give you Chris we're gonna, Pratt. We're gonna... Chris Pratt, I completely forgot about. He, uh, he Star Lord, bra. But that's because I just watched Parks and Rec recently. So Parks and Rec, I'm like, oh, that's where I associate Chris Pratt with now is Parks and Rec. But you're right. I forgot about Olivia Wilde and, and uh, Chris Pratt. You win. I am the weakest link today. We're going to have to do like an Elite Eight style bracket with like television shows. I mean, because you can throw in, you know, OTH, the OC. You can throw in Friday Night Lights, which had a huge following, um, especially after the movie. Uh, because I think, I can't remember, I believe Michael B. Jordan might have been in Friday Night Season Lights. And so, four, five. So, right there, I think there's your winner, right? Like, I don't think anybody's topping. I mean, Chris Pratt is up there, but Michael B. Jordan, I think is a little bit of, you know, higher up than, than Mr. Pratt. But yeah, there's some, there's some dogs. There's some great shows out there that we could probably put out here. And, uh, and then we could even go the other way, you know, what lady, you know, came out on top. Some people might say Elizabeth Berkeley after uh, her, her little movie after she did Saved by the Bell. Just saying. Showgirls? Are we talking showgirls? <laughs> <laughs> she just got a new TV series too, because of that little movie that she did. You did there with Michael B. Jordan and Chris Pratt. That's an interesting comparison because they both got these massive franchises now in, in Creed and in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that, those are two pretty, that's a close career uh, trajectory. I can't talk. I've had 18 Celsius. Um, <laughs> but for, for those two. Well, I'd say Michael B. Jordan is probably one of the biggest actors in the world right now. He was in Black Panther. He was in Creed. The ladies love him. He's super shredded. Good looking guy. Seems like a pretty good guy too. Uh, I think he'd probably be bigger than Chris Pratt right now. So I think that takes... And now that Julian mentions it, I think Friday Night Lights, like they got some actors there. My boy Taylor Kitsch, BC Boy. Um, Uh, Bonnie Crichton is on that one. Yeah, the guy... Connie Britton. Yeah, she's big. Kyle Chandler, the man, great actor. Incredible. Love him. And what's that guy's name? He's going to be uh, Aldous Hodge. He's going to be in uh, Black Adam with The Rock. He was uh, Voodoo, Ray Voodoo Tatum. So, okay, you're, yeah. You're, we're... Missing, you're missing one of the biggest gems from this television show. Minka? We talking Minka? Minka Kelly. This is Julian Ortiz, host of The Big O Podcast. You might be asking yourself, what does The Big O stand for? Well, that O stands for Ohana, a Hawaiian term that means family. Every guest that joins me becomes a member of my Ohana. With new episodes every week, you can look forward to an interview with guests from all walks of life. We talk about everything from their careers to sports, current events, movies, and music. So join me for a fun conversation, interesting tidbits, and an opportunity to become a member of my Ohana. The Big O Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Just as a, as the guest on the podcast, I saw this buzzing around Twitter earlier, and I thought it'd be a interesting topic to talk about. So uh, the the conversation was, if you could choose one athlete that never got hurt over their career, and you could see them like to their full potential, who would you want to pick? Who would you want to see? Oh, Jackson. Oh, Jackson. That was the consensus on Twitter, but like I never. I never remember even watching Bo Jackson as a kid, so that that wouldn't be my pick. Um, maybe I'm just too young or wasn't into football or baseball back then, but uh, yeah, that, that was the consensus. So I'm interested to see what Dean and Chaps have to say. Well, I'll go. Uh, I got a couple here. Uh, Peter Forsberg is one. 
Peter Forsberg is just phenomenal, phenomenal hockey player. Hito Turklu is another one. No, I'm just joking. Um, it's a pure I, joke. I almost just left. I almost <laughs> just left this podcast forever. Hito Turklu, get out of here. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Peter Forsberg, I think, is probably mine overall. Because I remember growing up, Peter Forsberg, I hated him with a passion because he always killed the Canucks. Uh, he uh, absolutely, like, phenomenal phenomenal uh, uh hockey player sean alexander actually too for football sean alexander got beat up at the end too he was uh he was a really good running back for the seattle seahawks but overall i'm going forsberg he was a cover athlete for madden if i'm not mistaken he was a cover athlete for madden and then after that i don't know if he actually ever scored in our touchdown and that's yeah the, that's awesome. madden curse yeah <sighs> basketball i'm going basketball i'm gonna go brandon roy no oh. Yeah. Rookie of the year, rising star in the league. I he had like no cartilage in his knee by the time it was time to call it quits, and he called it quits very young. He was still like mid late twenties. I don't even think he was late twenties yet, maybe at most. So yeah, he was awesome. He was sweet. And he just one thought one day he had to kind of call it quits. Or another Portland Trailblazer, uh Greg Oden. Yeah. Never got to really show what he had, number one, number one. Oh no, no, pick. he showed what he had. I seen the picture of it. He had a lot. Oh, of buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh. Are you talking about his wiener? <laughs> I don't. I don't get this reference. So I'm just gonna get. Te- you guys are sick puppies. I've said it before. So I'm gonna keep talking about the PG stuff. Uh, he was like slated to be the number one pick when he was 15. Came to fruition. Never really showed what he had. That wasn't his wiener. I guess. Yeah, and I've uh, I thought about this too, but I also like read the Twitter thread pretty uh, pretty deeply. So the the couple that stood out to me were Derek Rose would be a good one. Like I think he's the youngest MVP ever in the league. Yep. yep. Um, and then like his you know knee problems, career went off track, and then he like even came back and was still like a stud. Uh, Mario Mario Lemieux, like the the whole cancer thing, mm-hmm. missed a one. lot of time, and he show for like, show up there with like mm-hmm. points per game all time. Um, and for me, like my favorite players, like Paul Correa, um, not in the same like echelon probably as some of those guys, but like he had a concussion like super early in his career and he was never the same. And didn't he die on the ice once uh, Scott Stevens took him out in that playoff game? Yeah. But even before that, like early, like early ducks days, uh, one of the Sutter brothers, like just two handed him in the face, basically. And it was like just getting into his like stardom, and then yeah, like the Stevens thing was the kind of the end of that. Yeah, Greg Oden's a really good one though. I, I, yeah, I made a penis joke because yes, he does have a fairly large penis. But um, he uh, that guy like he he what did he actually play in his NBA career? It must have been under hundred games. Like yeah, easily for sure. He he was he was all Ohio State he was at, and like that's all anyone could talk about. And it was him and, and Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, that's another good one. Kevin Durant? Yeah. Is it injuries? Yeah. No, he's won like three NBA championships. What are you talking about? Think of how much better he could be. No, you're wrong. Kevin Durant's like one of the best basketball players of all time. Um, Well, okay. First of all, that's a little bit of a hyperbole right now because he's not one of the best basketball players of all time right now. But I mean, I agree with 7-6 is what he's saying that if he doesn't, you know, tear his Achilles, you know, that is a very prominent injury. I mean, we're seeing him come back and he's still playing at an elite level. But if he could have played even like three more seasons at a hundred percent, there is no telling just how amazing he could be. 
right now he's been hampered with his hamstring injuries. He's you know dealing with his Achilles uh, coming back from it. So this could cut his career a little bit short because we have no idea what the longevity of Kevin Durant is going to be moving forward. That being said, him at 80% is still better than 99% of the league at their 100%. Only maybe a handful of people might be in that same echelon of Kevin Durant right now. LeBron James, uh, Kawhi Leonard, I'm probably missing another person, but then it's Kevin Durant. Then there's the rest of the field. Before you defend Kevin Durant, the only thing I will say similar to that is Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid missed so many games early in his career due to injury. But while he's been healthy, while he's dropped his weight, he's consistently gotten better. He was a top MVP candidate early in the season. Who knows uh, if that's going to happen? But if he remained healthy, there isn't someone who can match what he's doing at the center position in the NBA. Go ahead, chaps. But what we're talking about, though, like, listen, Kevin Durant's had a Hall of Fame career before he got hurt for one season. Like, I don't I don't take Kevin Durant is not on this list at all. Yeah, I said he was one of the best basketball players ever. Yeah, he, he's going to be a top probably 15 player by the time he's done. That's the tra- trajectory he's on. Joel uh, Embiid, no, like, again, that's another guy that he's missed like a couple years of his of his existence as far as like playing the NBA. But the thing is, he still comes out there and he's still performing at a high level. We're talking athletes who got hurt to me and could never perform to that level again. That's why the Peter Forsbergs, that's why the uh, the uh, the Brandon Roys, I think Brandon Roy and Greg Oden are, in my opinion, could be the best too, just because they both got hurt. Heck and yeah. then they, <laughs> You're on fire today, Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Um, those, two, uh, those two could never get back to, to where they were before. Derek Rose also is a good one too because he's he's kind of sucked to be honest not sucked but where he was to where he is now he could never get back on there but he's gonna have a 10 15 year career by the time it's done too so brandon roy greg odin forsberg paul career was a good one seven six likes him because of the size they're roughly the same size and uh and that's Bo jackson you're, you're Bo, Bo jackson, Bo, Bo jackson, Bo too. jackson. Bo jackson i got one you. more that is Maybe not at the top of the list, but it's relevant as to timing, which is now, and location, which is a good old-fashioned BC boy with a high ceiling, and that is Seattle Mariners starting pitcher James Paxton. Uh, he has been hurt several, several what, times. And what's, what's the opposite of the horns? <laughs> okay. All right. I was just trying to put some local flavor in this, but uh, I'm on to the next one. He threw out his elbow after like one inning this year, but that's cool. You know what's funny? I've never seen Dean mad in my life right now, but J.O., <laughs> he is mad at you right now, man. Like, he is mm. real mad at you. Okay, here's, so- here's the thing about James Paxton. He was he was good when he threw the no hitter. Like, he was great in Seattle the first time around, and then he was awful with the New York Yankees, and that's not like injury, and yes, there's a little bit of – shoulder or I think it was a shoulder I don't even think it was like an elbow fatigue until obviously this year but James Paxton was a guy who thrived in a smaller market and I don't know if he would have been able to maintain that those numbers like he because he was never even when he was good in Seattle outside of his no hitter against the Toronto Blue Jays I don't know if he was ever really like the top echelon guy amongst starting pitchers and I think the injury comes a little bit later as opposed to earlier in his career that prevents him from really being the star. I could be wrong, Dean. I'm just, I'm just saying. He's always been hurt. He's always been. There's always been something. That's, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. But we'll move on. 
Seven Six has got the coffin off the mic already going on here, so he knows how to fill the void when I'm not talking. Last word, uh, just just because I looked at the list and I knew we were missing some big ones, I, I pulled it up. So here here are some big ones that I think are are missing. Uh, Bobby Orr. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. That's that's a good one. Yeah. A- Andrew Luck. <laughs> and, yeah. And Pavel Bure. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, I can't believe we forgot. Especially Andrew Luck, <laughs> like the guy. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I think I'm done playing football after after a preseason game. Oh my god, how did we forget about him? Well, he was like the jury cell on how bad he was. There, it's like you're good, you can play, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I've made like a hundred mil, I'm good. Like, he's, oh, that money will last million me. and not play. Like that money will last me till the day I die and then some, and my family is going to be good for three years. Like I get it. Like if you don't love it anymore and for him, I don't think it was, you know, obviously there's a physical aspect to it for him too. I think it was a lot of it was mental. It's like, I don't want to do this and I'm good and I can have a good life and not have like brain issues and just walk away. So for him, I think it was more or half mental at the very least. He's an architect. Like he, he's a full blown architect now. Like that's his that's his day job. He's getting paid, I don't know, like a couple three four hundred thousand dollars a year by a big random firm in uh, in wherever he lives. And yeah, he's a full blown architect. Like it's insane. He's a smart guy. I went to school to get an education, Stanford grad. Like that's what you're gonna get. Plus, if you looked at his like body chart as far as injuries that that guy sustained, he basically died in Indianapolis. He had very little of an offensive line to take care of him. Now, if anyone's going to complain, it's not going to be Russell Wilson. It's going to be Andrew Luck. When he came back, I mean, guy went to like guy went to Europe to try to get like his nephews. Guy tried to 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 figure it out, and he was still very young. And I'm not surprised he took the 30 million and didn't return any of it. And he said, "See you later." And then the rumor was, "Oh, he's going to come back one day. He's going to come and play again." Listen, sometimes great football players or great athletes decide to hang it up. If we're going to talk about guys who left on their own accord, who probably had way more to give, Barry Sanders got to be on the top of that list. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's the only one. That's that's the biggest one. I think is Barry Sanders for for that for sure. Well, not really on the same subject, but uh, how about the news this week that Lamarcus Aldridge retired due to uh, some heart issues, perhaps maybe some reservations, maybe just a little bit of. Uh, Hanging out, Bob, at the right time. Not don't want to risk his health at the point. You know, he's a 35-year-old man who's got wife and kids, made his money, regular heartbeat, walked away. So that was surprising. But at the same time, the same thing with Andrew Luck. You know, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, 15-year NBA vet. I mean, he played a great – he had a great NBA career. He's not going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it, but he certainly had an opportunity to win a ring. And he valued his health over trying to chase that ring. Brooklyn's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Go do your thing. But it's it's really interesting because over the last two years of, of professional sports, we've seen a lot of players decide to sit out seasons due to their health or due to potential health issues. And that's not ever something that we've normally seen with professional athletes. It's a little bit different when you talk about NBA, NHL, MLB, because they have guaranteed contracts. But like half of the New England defense didn't play last year, and they don't have guaranteed contracts. You don't play, you don't get paid, right? You get a very minuscule like amount of dollars uh, if you decided to opt out of the season. So when you have guys like LaMarcus Aldridge decide to hang him up, 
or you have other, you know, major league baseball players decide last year, like David price, for instance, he wasn't going to play. You got to give them credit at this point. They're valuing their health over trying to make more money or win a ring. And I think that's a very important thing. Players got to look after their health. And, and most of these guys do have, or not Millions most of dollars. No, <laughs> oh, a lot of them have more money than they'll ever need. Like Andrew Luck, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Chris Bosch comes to mind. It's like, you'll have more yeah. money than you'll, you could even fathom spending unless you want to buy like a country and an Island or something <laughs> like you'll be okay. You know, I know for a lot of people, it's what they love. It's what they know, but they're still young men. Find something else, you know, find something else you care about, find something else you love. It might not be easy, but you know, there's a lot of cool shit out there in this world that you can do. And it might even be some unorthodox stuff that like, if he wants to get into like trading Pokemon cards or something, who gives a shit? Like as long as you're happy. What would you rather buy a country or an Island? What would you, what, like you just said, you can buy a country or an Island. What are you buying? Would you buy like your own Island that's in a country or would you just buy your own country? What if it was like a island that didn't belong to any country that I could just like make my own country? Ooh. Like some body of water in the middle of nowhere, or some, sorry, body of land in the middle of nowhere that's like nowhere is close to it. Does that count? I'd, I'd buy the island for sure. Island life is the Dean life. I would, you gotta worry about like pirates coming in, taking over your island though. Oh, I'd be well, I'd be strapped to the teeth. <laughs> Are you, are you going to tell him that you're the captain now? Yeah, I'd have like... Uh, have you ever seen the the last Rambo movie? He like It's like Home Alone, but like with people dying, like booby traps and stuff. And like, he just like shoots a bunch. Like that would be like, I'd have stuff set up like that. I'd be good. Don't worry. I'd Rambo it. John Rambo. <laughs> so I would buy an island with like a country that could give me all the infrastructure I need. I don't think I'd buy like I'd buy an island that's already part of a country. There's an island for sale actually just up the street from here in Prince George. So I've been looking at that a little bit. Chaps, we can dig a latrine. We're good, buddy. It sounds like Downstream. a conversation that the old wise guys once had on their one of their episodes of the podcast. There you go. Throwback. Boom. Add, add oh. that clip in here, right here. Those old wise yeah. guys just going down there. Yeah, the locals will be nice. We'll just pay them. We'll <laughs> the island. It'll become Canada. We'll have all the infrastructure. No, that's not. That's not. That's called. That's not how it works. Takeover. <laughs> I would. I would know what you're talking about if I ever listened to an episode of the old wise guys. But unfortunately, <laughs> our channel, motherfucker, you got to at least download them. Oh well, God. I do know one thing. One of the one of the men, very nice man. Also go by, goes by the name Dean. I don't know if that's his name on the podcast, but he's a sweet man. He's my boy, and he'll talk your ear off. And I'm like, who is this guy? And like, oh, it's Dean. I'm like, oh, I like him already. How fun was that engagement party? Yeah, it was good. Like those those old guys just set, remember Storm and Norm. Oh, yeah, I was just trying to think of the name. <laughs> this guy, this my uh, uncle in law, I guess he. he <laughs> He got real, real drunk the first night. Like, what was it? Like three in the morning, something oh, like that. Later, I think. Maybe even four or five o'clock morning, just hammering Ryan Waters all night. Drink it. Try to keep up with the boys, with your boy Seven Six and your boy Dean and Chaps. Try to keep up with us. And he 
kind of did drink us under the table in the end. Oh, dude, we were like sharing a two six, and he like crushed a two six, and like that wasn't his first drink of the day when he started pouring out of that two six, and then he was out of commission for like the next two days. He's like, you okay, at- man? <laughs> it's he like, sat no. at the bar at my parents' house for the next two days. Didn't get off the bar stool once. <laughs> I, just remember- like I got my I got my Gibsons and I got my like ginger ale or whatever the hell it was and he was just crying. I'm like, dude, this guy's a friggin' tank. And he like, oh, I, I got to keep up with the boys. I'm like, we're not drinking that much. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I've had like a third of what you've had. I just remember playing insanely competitive games of ping pong all night that night. <laughs> Like nonstop. Like it was like if you were the champ, you were the man. <laughs> he was playing against my twelve-year-old nieces. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no. Boom, I win. <laughs> don't you guys ever have those experiences with older people though? Like where they and we're gonna be these old guys one day. Don't and we're already on our way there. Trust me. I found another wrinkle today. Um, but uh, <laughs> I hate myself. The gray hair where there's not supposed to be any gray hair. Um, but uh, <laughs> we can get rid of that, chaps. We'll talk after the podcast. Don't worry. Yes, we will. It's called Jess for Men. Uh, no, no, we got a better brand, but we'll talk about it later. That's um, right. No, don't you guys ever have those experiences, though? Like, like old people, old men specifically. Yeah, let's drink with the young guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then they just they overcompensate and go way over the top. And they try to keep up. They're like, oh, like they end up being way more fucked up than any one of us are. <laughs> And like it's, we're gonna be those guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you a drink and I'll triple that. It's like we don't actually drink this hard, sir. It's, we're we're just having a good time and chilling by the fire. We're not like at the club or anything like that. And yeah, they they take it to another level to try to like prove that they can hang. But at the same time, it's like I couldn't even do that. And in old Norman's case, he had like a four day hangover. And I was good the next day. Old Dean was able to do it again. I'm like, hey, buddy, you want another drink? He's like, uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because, like, you know, we talk about, like, drinking with older guys, and they're going back to try to, like, reminisce in their heyday. But have you ever tried to play sports with older guys, like tennis or golf? They always seem to just be way more skilled than maybe you or I. They're way more consistent. It's like super frustrating playing with an old guy who doesn't drive the ball far, but drives it like center, keeps it nice and clean. Um, have you guys ever had experience of just getting either dummied by an older guy in a sport that you did not see uh, come up? Yes. I went golfing last summer, I believe it was, with my friend Jeff's parents, Ross and Deb, excellent people. So his mom and his dad. And first of all, Ross is he's got to be in his 70s for sure and you know he's just straight as an arrow every time and then the biggest surprise was deb deb was awesome at golf because like i guess she does it a lot and i'm like man like she beat me for sure like no no questions asked and i was like oh i'm gonna crush these like you know people that are a bit older than i am but and by a bit i mean like 40 years and they crushed me so don't judge a book by its cover and deb you are way too good at golf seven six you ever played with anybody uh older and that's just shown you a little bit uh more skill than you had first anticipated yeah i went uh golfing with my dad this summer and he he smoked me by like 12 strokes 
and like same kind of thing right like uh he like doesn't hit it very far off the tee but it's always just like straight you know i'm just trying to like absolutely crush it and like <laughs> happy like, gilmore if i like abs like make a amazing shot you know like six feet from the pin i end up like two putting it somehow and then he's like still torn <laughs> with me and i'm like come on man like and yeah like golf's just one of those sports that you I don't know. There's like savvy old vets out there, right? Like they know. They know what to do. <laughs> Thing is, with these old fucking guys, is they they hit the ball 150 yards every single time, but it's perfectly down the fucking middle. And it's the most annoying. Like I fucking hate it so much. I golf with my father-in-law every single summer, and and he just he, he aggravates the hell out of me because he's like, "Oh, you're gonna hit it 340. I'm gonna hit it 150, and then you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna shank your second shot. You're gonna hit four fucking houses, and I'm gonna hit another 150, and then I'm gonna be like 85 yards away from the fucking pin, and then he'll put it like 20 fucking feet away from the fucking pin, and then he'll drain the fucking 24 putt, and I'll be like sitting eight on the goddamn fucking green. It is the same. and I'll bust out that stand-up putter that I lean on. Yeah, exactly, and- it's like his fucking putter with a goddamn cane, and like he's barely. We have to take a cart because he can't fucking walk the goddamn course, and like he kicks my fucking ass, and it is the worst. I could drive the ball, no bullshit, three hundred and forty fucking yards. I can hit three forty. And I will lose by 18 strokes to a 68-year-old man that can barely walk, and we have to take a goddamn cart. It is fucking annoying. Well, I'm 33, and I got to take a cart because I ain't walking, so well, I'm solidarity. I take a cart because I drink too much, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. I'm lazy. Listen, you got to get from point A to point B. Sometimes taking a cart is just the way you got to go. Sometimes it's fun to walk the course, but most times... It's better to just be able to sit down and drive that golf cart wherever you got to go. I love you, Dean. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk to about my father-in-law like that. I, I do love you, sir, but fuck you. <laughs> and, and we're talking other Dean. This Dean still rules. <laughs> uh, the love of my life. And, and fun fact, number three of the day, <laughs> I'm playing my first round of golf next Saturday. One, Eight days from now, so uh, we're going to see how that bad boy goes. It's my first round in probably seven months at least. Perfect segue for what I want to talk about. Chaps, we're going to have to do an over-under just between you and me on what he's going to shoot because apparently I'm not allowed to do it on Bet365 anymore because that company is a big bag of shit. Fuck you guys. How how about this? First of all, I want to hear this uh, Bet365 story. Um, cause yes. we're going to up here in about 20 minutes. So we need to get that in. Second of all, Dean's over under is going to be one Oh four and a half. Oh, I still clock that over. That's generous. I'd probably clock it at about one ten and a half. Okay. But one, one Oh nine and a half thing. Cause then it's gonna be one ten or under one ten. Can I cheat? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed one mulligan on the front, one on the back. Ooh. I don't usually take mullies. Okay, then don't fucking cheat. You just asked if you could cheat. Then don't fucking <laughs> well, I'm talking like if I'm like really close to like a tree, can I like kick my ball like oh my God. away from the tree? No. <laughs> but like what if I hit the tree on my back swinging? Like, okay, you get two footsies per round. Or okay. two, two footsies per I'll round. take those over the mullies any day. Two footsies or, or nine. Okay. This is All some right. sketchy betting. Sketchy betting already. <laughs> All right. You know what? I've had my fun. Seven sixes had his fun. Mr. Dean has had his fun. Mr. J.O., Mr. Julian Ortiz, the big O himself. Why don't you tell uh, Bet365 what you think of him? 
they can go to fucking hell. Number one, <laughs> like honestly, Bet three six five as a company, their trading team, as I recently found out, was the one behind changing the way that I could make bets. They're the kid who brings the ball to the game, gets the shit kicked out of them, decides that you know what, I don't want to play anymore, and fuck your game. I'm taking my ball home with me. Bunch of scummies decided that they wanted to change the way that I was betting because over the course of no lie, maybe about a month, I'd probably taken 55 G's from them, whether it's big bets, whether it's small bets, whether it's betting games. They didn't like the style in which I was playing because they couldn't control it. They, had, I guess they had never seen it. They don't like that kind of thing. I'm just using the system the way I saw it. I found a way to win. I didn't win all the time, but I won 99% of the time. And now they've decided that they're going to basically allow me to keep using the site, but take away all of the things that makes that site remotely good to the point where they want me to take my money and go home. But you know what? We're coming with a comeback. New account being created tomorrow. I'm going for another 50 Gs in a month. Let's go, baby. And we're going to ride it with you. Let's go. I definitely do not win 99% of the time, so I'm going to ride your coattails because I probably win about 45% of the time. So I'm at a, a bit of a deafy, but long story short, whoever is listening, don't hate the player, hate the game. Listen, I, I didn't invent the game of betting. I obviously just used the tools that were at my disposal. I'm sorry that you didn't like the way that I decided to do it. I'm sorry that I took some cash from you in a way that you guys have never seen it done before. Don't punish me. Just take the L. Understand that it's okay. You probably, you probably taken billions of dollars in revenue through sports betting. You're really telling me 55 Gs from some guy up in Canada is really hurting your pockets? It's really despicable. Can't wait to maybe move to another site. Got some few things in the work. Potential sponsorship deal from an up and coming, uh, soon to be announced in the next couple of months betting regime. Thanks to AK, uh, Damon Allen, aka the Goat. Let's go. We'll Damon be announcing Allen? that shortly. What? Uh, let's just Damon say the big, Let's just say the former BC o. Lion. That's let's it. Let's just say the Big O is very, very his podcast, the Big O podcast. If you're not listening to it, you're an idiot because everyone else on planet Earth is listening <laughs> to it. And it, 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 he he gets the guest. He has the deals in the work. The Big O's got some big things coming his way. Does David Allen still? Uh, is he still in the Greater Vancouver area? He was. Uh... He was in my old neck of the woods. I won't say the exact location, but uh, let's say Not, Bordersville. He's uh, he's in my neck of the woods now. He's actually uh, oh, out in okay. uh, in Ontario, not too far from where I reside. We we had a nice chat yesterday, but yeah, he's got some he's got some cool stories. He's got some, a new up and coming venture that's waiting to get legalized in Ontario. When that happens, we're gonna make some business together. But yeah, just to round it up, bet three six five. Stop being so scummy. Like, honestly, I'm going to come back. I'm going to create another account. I'm going to take some more of your money. Just let me do it. It's okay. It'll help put my kids through college. Just think of it as a donation and a sponsorship on your part. Uh, because you know what? It's just unfortunate, you know? You guys are just uh, sore losers, and uh, no one likes a good sore loser. Hey, you know what? Let's catch the people up here on on the big old podcast here really quick. When can they expect the next episode? And uh, do you want to release any of your guests that you have coming on here? Okay, so um, episodes coming up shortly. I want to see the second last week of April. Not this will probably drop uh, a few days before the next episode of the Big O Podcast drops. Upcoming guest uh, Damon Allen, uh, former CFL legend, 
has one of the greatest stories I've never heard until he came on the podcast. Uh, I'll give you a little teaser has to do with Michael Jordan. I'll leave it with that. Um, and then we got some other uh, Canadian athletes coming on. We're going to talk shop a little bit and another guest from another podcast. So we're doing, we're having fun conversations. We're doing some big things. Uh, Robin Black also coming on in a couple of weeks Ooh. to talk a little UFC, a uh, little MMA and, uh, you know, and a his, little bit of rock and roll. That's right. And some of the challenges he experienced as a uh, young artist that led him down the clean path of being sober and getting into MMA. So doing big things we're gonna have to do another joint venture diener uh chaps and of course seven six well you're always welcome to come on the big old podcast lots of fun um we'll just uh chop it up uh with yeah hopefully we'll have a sponsorship by bud light seltzer let's go what's good i would accept that uh, exactly we would all accept that we're just riding the coattails of the big o right here that's, that's not true Dean, that's Dean and I not were true. like hey we should do this with the big o because we want to become <laughs> we want to ride his coattails here to the top well awesome news on all the success man and uh like i said everyone that's been listening to us lately thank you very much for being on this ride with us uh we really really do appreciate it. we're not going to close up quite yet quite uh quite yet because Uh-oh. there's one thing i want to talk about i'm going to bet well, I don't know why my mom listens to this. So I'm not going to say how much money I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet a substantial amount of 30% of $10,000 on, <laughs> on Ben Askren to win a boxing match this weekend because he is the underdog in this fight and he's a professional fighter against, is it Logan or Jake? Jake Paul. Jake, Paul. Jake, what's his name? Paul. Jake Paul. Or, Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake, yeah, Jake Paul. Paul. If Ben Askren doesn't win then it's rigged. This whole thing is rigged. It's got to be. But right now he's an underdog. He was plus 167 a couple days ago. I think that's because a bunch of money came in on Jake Paul to from all these YouTube guys. So now I think he's down to like plus 133. 137 this, on that shitty site that we just talked about. So, so I... <laughs> 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 Woo! So I think in my head, I'm serious about this. I feel like this is free money. Like I honestly feel like this is legitimately free money. If I if I if I had as much as Julian had here in gambling, I'm not kidding you. And I'm not I'm not throwing shade at like that. That's the truth. I would bet ten thousand dollars on this. I would. Okay, I, like, okay, chaps. No way. There's no way he can chaps. Lose. Yes, there is because you have to think about all the variables here. The Paul brothers, actually Logan Paul, I actually like Jake Paul. I think he's kind of a not as good of a guy. Let's I'll put a, I'll put the PG version of this. Um, they've never fought anyone of any substance whatsoever. It's other YouTubers or Nate Robinson. Ben Askren is an aging MMA fighter who could just be looking for a payday. So like how good are they really? Who knows? But is it rigged? Quite possibly yes, because these people are all people that like are kind of on the fringe of the sport like nate robinson was kind of on the fringe of basketball like could he still play in the nba possibly is he no like hey how does a few hundred grand sound sounds pretty good to me all you have to do is get knocked out by this youtube kid it there might be some politics yes on paper ben asker should be able to kick his ass but it's more than that in, in my books man and it's like if logan paul actually and logan paul's fighting floyd mayweather like but Floyd Mayweather is also like in his mid forties by the time they fight. Logan Paul is like twenty five, and like it's it's just for a payday, right? It's just for entertainment value. Is it actual boxing 
I don't know. I got a thousand. I got thousand on Ben Askren plus one fifty uh, before the line sort of changed. I got I jumped on that early because Ben Askren is a decorated world champion when it comes to MMA, one of the greatest uh, wrestlers of all time. And the one thing that he may not bring in as far as his standup goes, but he knows what it's been, what it's like to be punched in the face. If you looked at, you know, his first fight in the UFC against Robbie Lawler, he was getting pummeled. He still had the wherewithal to stand up get back to what he had to do and execute his game plan. Jake Paul is going to come in on his steroids, his HGH, his TH, you know, this testosterone. And he's going to think that he's going to try to wing it. No, that's all natural. Oh, natural. <laughs> Dean, that is Dean's that, natural. I was flexing but, my guns for the audience. Jake, Jake's going to come up. He's going to, you know, try to keep this PG. He's going to blow his load early. And Ben Askren is going to find ways to drag him into deep water, um, make it ugly. He's just coming off of hip surgery as well. Um, and so he really downplayed a lot of like his standup, putting out some like shitty videos to make it seem like he didn't know what he's doing. He's a world champion. Ben Askren will find a way. He may not knock him out. He's not, he's known for having pillow hands, but he's going to at least get the decision victory. I agree with chaps. It's pretty much free money. Um, but you know what? Find use like sports interaction. Use like go anywhere else. Fuck bet three six five. Don't spend your money there. Screw those guys. But that's where my account is, dog. <laughs> I, and I and I made it so we could all bet together because Rocky. I was using another account. And you two were using the one that shall not be named. And I was like, well, I kind of feel left out because they're doing all this shit that I can't do, like betting on esports. And don't bet on esports. It's fucking off. I, well, no, I no esports is what won me my money. That's what they don't like. That's why they had the biggest issues. <laughs> did they give you? Did they ever give you a, like a rationale, like a detailed rationale as to why, like exactly what they didn't like about your tactics? Uh, I'll I'll say this: the trading team didn't like the way I was spending my money and making money because it was pretty much. 99% chance every time I bet I would win and just keep on going. So uh, it was their trading team that didn't like it. Mm. All right, mm. guys, it has come time for the podcast for Clint to say it is time to close the podcast four different times before we actually fucking end it. <laughs> so attempt number one is going to have to be successful. Does anyone else have anything they want to talk about before we shut her down? Well, you're just leaving the door open for us not to close it. Come on, and say something real quick. Ah, I just want to say you, uh, thanks, boys. That was a lot of fun. I came over to have a <laughs> little outside bevy with my boy Chaps, and uh, ended up chatting with you guys for a little while. So that was that was fun. It's uh, interesting to see this side of it instead of just being a listener. Now I'm a contributor. <laughs> That's right. That first time I did too is the same thing, man. Check better be. In and the look back. at me now. People still don't care what I say, but I say it anyways. <laughs> What were you going to say there before 7-6 rudely interrupted you, J.O.? It's all good. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to say was, uh, you know, enjoy the weekend, obviously, with, you know, COVID still running rampant. It's happening. Get your vaccine if you're going to get it. And always make sure that after you boil your chicken breast, put some salt and pepper on it, season it up real good. Oh, actually, now that you mentioned it, you know what I bought this week? That's a game changer. Cholula green hot sauce. The re- <laughs> green pepper hot sauce. That that's just a game changer, dog. Are you telling? Are you laughing? Are you telling me you don't like it? I'm telling you that is literally like next to Tabasco and Frank's Red Hot, like the whitest like hot sauce that you can find. Yeah, I'm gonna but find it's a way top, to send so. you. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to send you some of my homemade hot sauce. Let's just put it that. Is way. Is it green? I like the green ones. Ah, it's red. It'll it'll light a fire under your ass, give you diarrhea for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, perfect. But it tastes great. Kind of like this great. podcast. All right, guys. This is time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to end it. Thank you very much for listening to the No Instructions Needed Pause podcast. Uh, find us on Instagram at No Instructions Needed Podcast. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash No, Inst- no Instructions Needed Podcast. Find us on Twitter at No Ins Knee Podcast. You can find all those links on our link free page, which is in the bio on Instagram. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for the beautiful words you have said to us. If you guys have any more of those white songs, let it, let, 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 have it, we'll hear them. Send them to us, DM us, tag us. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Peace. Yeah, we got it open. 2 a.m. working like we possessed our scenario is utopia stay content with that with our best kept secret go ahead and floor past it we don't need to get fucked up all the time and broadcast it so much overload they overdid it overshared about it though we're now exposed to cynic oversaturated now we're all overdosing shaking my head side to side like a motorboating now i'm coasting and i'm ventilating speculating all this posing bacon backstories they disseminated trying to tell us that they got their city locked down but come the am well they're getting locked out we make our moves on the low let the rhythm hit them rock him eric b razor sharp can listen to that criticism about our hometown but if you ain't from here you're done no don't come around it's a mayday siren illuminate the sky we shining out the light silver lining in disguise it's a mayday siren standing through the night we resonate forever yo whenever we combine it's a mayday siren illuminate the sky we shining out the light silver lining in disguise it's a mayday siren standing through the night we resonate forever yo whenever we combine This is anti-tourism, expanding my pure vision We stand and we fan flames that came into fruition Using the true wisdom we imbibe from our environment Every idea we inscribe become Leviathan We thrive under pressure from the weight that you place on our shoulders Cliches just make us bolder We break in the mold, embracing the cold From the snow-capped mountains we can trace with our fingertips Roll air clean, no chem detected Choke on those vapors, constantly Objected to become familiar with that box that you left us in. Even come to love, I feel the bond like it's next to kin. We resting in, sleeping. You wrestling, weakened. Weak out, stress seeking. You out, left tweaking. Speak out, know you hate that we fucking got it made. But it's too late for our pity, paid the cost for your charade. So this our mayday siren, illuminate the sky. We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise. It's our mayday siren, sounding through the night. We resonate forever, yo, whenever. But we combine Siren, siren, illuminate the sky We shining out the light, silver lining in disguise It's our mayday siren, down to the night We resonate forever, yo, whenever we combine